0: You're fine," bellowed Typicallys. "Quit being dramatic. It's not that bad. If you just go ahead and do the thing, you can get it over with. But lo, the thing could not be done. It was indeed an impossible thing, and Typicallys did not understand the people. Episode twenty-five: The Legend of Autistica. Welcome to the Autistic Culture Podcast. Each episode, we dive deep into autistic contributions to society and culture by introducing you to some of the world's most famous and successful autistics in history.
1: Before we get started, a quick disclaimer on how we use the word autistic. The purpose of this show is not to diagnose the people or characters we discuss as autistic. While some may have announced being autistic, what we're really sharing here is our observation of what is representative of autistic culture. It can sometimes be difficult for autistic people to celebrate our natural tendencies and traits due to the perception of autism as a disorder that needs to be fixed, a long history History of damaging medical interventions to get autistics to fit in with mainstream culture and protective masking skills many of us have developed to try to stay safe.
0: Whether you are autistic or just love someone who is, your host is Dr. Angela Loria the Linguistic Autistic
1: and Licensed Psychological Practitioner Matt Lowry. Welcome you to take this time to be fully immersed in the language, values, traditions, norms, and identity of autistic. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Autistic Culture Podcast. And today it's story hour. So, the quick background is the genesis of the Autistic Culture Podcast was my hearing of, I think, V1 of Matt Lowry's amazing story, The Legend of Autistica. It's gone through some updates, some rewrites, and just in case you haven't heard it or read it at mattlowrylpp.com on Matt's amazing blog, this is your opportunity to hear our founding story as an autistic culture. So every culture has their um, founding myth, and this is ours read to you by the storyteller himself, the writer, the author, Matt Lowry.
0: Take it away, Matt. <clears throat> Every group of people has a tale of their origin. This is the legend of Autistica. Long, long ago, the world was in chaos. Everywhere, the land was flooded with bright lights and loud noises. Clothes were made of the itchiest textiles available. People babbled in confusing doublespeak. Such were the ways of Emperor Nero Typicallys, But The people of the Empire were not happy. The world was chaotic and overwhelming, and the people wanted peace. You're fine, bellowed Typocles. Quit being dramatic. It's not that bad. If you just go ahead and do the thing, you can get it over with. But lo, the thing could not be done. It was indeed an impossible thing, and Typocles did not understand the people. Emperor Typocles assembled a council of whichever advisors happened to be available during lunch on a Tuesday. How can we get the people to do the thing, he bellowed. "'Perhaps, Emperor, we need to push them harder,' said one advisor, who once lost a game of checkers to an ordinary potato. "'Push them harder? Brilliant!' said Typocles. "'What is your plan for pushing them harder?' The advisor, who again was as sharp as a bowling ball, for this element cannot be overstated, said, "'There are three elements to my plan. First, the plan must be enacted at all times, day and night. "'There shall be no rest. Second, they shall do exactly as we tell them, "'for we know better than the people.' Finally, the plan must be enacted at all times, day and night. There shall be no rest. That third step sounds suspiciously like the first step, said Typicales. The third step is most important, cried the advisor, a person who once confused a rock and a donut. My plan is so very simple. The people must always behave. Always. A simple three-step plan. A, B, A. I do like simplicity, mused Typicales, for the world was complex, and this was simple. A return to simpler times meant a return to simple ruling, and this greatly pleased the emperor. He paid the advisor well and declared an edict that the Empire of Typocles would enact the simple, yet remarkably ill-conceived plan. And so the people chafed. Everyone was unhappy. But this displeased Typocles. Why aren't you smiling? You should smile more! Eventually, Typocles was so displeased that he issued clay masks to be worn at all times. These masks bore the rictus grins of the dead, and every citizen of the empire was expected to wear these heavy smiles in every situation, every single day. This made the people sad beneath the heavy masks, and they grew silent. The silence so grated on Emperor Typicales. He demanded an end to the silence and proclaimed that the people speak every second of every day. This delighted some people because they had been silently working on new gardening techniques and found some several new and shiny rocks. Many had befriended the beasts of the wild and wanted to share images of their furry beast friends. And yet others found delightful books about the myths of the ancient world and they all wanted to talk about it. No, blared Typocles, that is too many details and I do not understand that of which you speak. Be silent of your gardens and rocks and books. Thou shalt speak only of that which we all know. Speak of the weather, but only in generalities. Speak of sports ball, but again only in generalities. You shall speak while saying nothing. This is the way of Typicallys, and thus shall end the uncomfortable silence forever. And so the people continued in their sad silence, bearing heavy, toothy grins, and speaking only in pre-scripted small talk, that which actually communicated nothing. The people became isolated and lonely and had given up hope that they would ever be freed from the tyranny of Neurotypicales. Then, one day, a warrior appeared. This is where I come into the story. A noble and fearsome creature as ever there was. Gaze upon my regal face, my long and elegant neck, my gnarled and opalescent horns. Oh, wait, I should clarify, I'm the dragon. My name is Thundercore, good to make your acquaintance. The noble warrior riding atop my back is the first human I ever called friend. This warrior carried with him a number of books and rocks and seeds of an untold variety and was surrounded by a menagerie of the most fearsome yet adorable beasts, many of whom were dragons of my very own clan. This warrior also carried broken shackles, which many believe that the warrior themselves once wore. This was Autismix, the leader of the autistics. When I tell the story of Autismix to humans, the first question I'm often asked is whether Autismix was a boy or a girl. The second question is often whether or not autismics wore a hat. I must confess, as a dragon, I have difficulty telling the difference between human boys and human girls. I'm sure it came up at some point, but let's just say that autismics was very much like you. Also, autismics wore no hat, but instead wore armor forged from dragon scales. As you know, dragon scales are lighter than feathers, but stronger than steel. Autismix was gifted the elegant and powerful and very comfortable armor after passing all seven trials of the dragons, making Autismix the first ever human to do so. It was because of this that Autismix won the eternal respect of the dragons and became my lifelong friend. Aside from befriending a clan of mighty dragons, Autismix also led a legion of librarians and scholars and gardeners and also students of the magics. When Autismix and the autistics traveled across the vast desert, and arrived in the land of Typicales, they took pause. Why do the people here wear heavy masks? They asked. Why do the people speak yet say nothing? They asked. Why are the lights so bright and the noise is so loud and the clothes so itchy and the food so slimy? They continued to ask. Each time the autistic asked these questions, the people of Typicales had no answer. It was simply the way things were done. The longer the autistic stayed and the more questions were asked, the more the nation of Typocles questioned whether the way of Typocles was right at all. Gossip soon spread back to the palace and into the ear of Typocles. Typocles was enraged. He gathered his heaviest and loudest and itchiest armor and assembled his guards and set off to confront autismics and the autistics. When NeuroTypocles finally met with us, he appeared very angry. He said a lot of angry things, complained that we were in violation of several policies and wanted us to acknowledge his position of authority. And another thing, he shouted, get off that tall dolphin so that you're shorter than me so I can yell at you better. I must confess, people like Neurotypicales rarely see us dragons for who we really are. I've been mistaken for a horse. I've been mistaken for a llama. And I've been mistaken for a very large dog. Being mistaken for a dolphin was new for me. It was reasons such as this that dragons often considered humans to be Little more than angry, yet delicious nuggets. Autismics convinced me to reconsider that belief, but for neurotypicalese, I could have made an exception. Ever the peacemaker, autismics introduced themselves, introduced me, introduced several humans, introduced several dragons, and even introduced a dog or two. Autismics then asked a number of questions about why neurotypicalese people seem so unhappy and why they are engaged in such difficult yet pointless work. Ask not these questions, typically is demanded of Autismics. They serve no purpose. They distract from the toiling of the people. If they continue doing as they do, they will become used to it. This is what is normal. They need to wear their masks and speak about comfortable things and always behave, always. And also take off that strange armor. I don't know what it is made from, and this makes me very uncomfortable. If your comfort is determined by defining me, that is your own burden, said Autismics. I have spent much time among your people, The people say you do not value them, but you value their work instead. The people say that you do not read books or listen to experts or entertain complex ideas. The people say that you force them to do impossible things, but do not understand why they are impossible for the people. You use strange words, said Typicales. Can you put your ideas in a simpler format, one that could be chanted easily or perhaps painted on the bumper of a chariot? Autismic sighed. The world is complex and therefore thought is complex. In order to understand the world, people need the strength to wield the complexity. The strength of the people is stripped away by these masks and these impossible tasks and this behaving. I will teach your people to refocus their strength where it is most needed. We shall plan and schedule and reduce the number of steps in tasks and never again wear a heavy mask. Such is the way of our people. The people of Autistica cheered. The dragons of Autistica cheered. Several other animals barked and meowed and hooted in support. The people who wore the masks were silent, for this is all they had ever known. One masked child asked, you mean we don't have to wear these things? Autistic shook their head. The children began to take off the heavy masks and dash them upon the ground, shattering them. The parents, initially shocked at such a sight, then began to also take off their masks and shatter them. This continued until the citizens were all maskless and for the first time in ages, genuinely happy. You cannot take my people, shouted Typocles. We shall go to war. Autismic smiled. There is only a war when two people decide to fight. I see only one group here, and it seems they are not interested in fighting. And so the emperor Typocles was asked to relocate from his palace, which turned into a museum, a library, a park to walk with dragons and other beasts, and even a community garden for the palace was large and provided enough space for everyone. Emperor Typicales found a very comfortable life doing color commentary on sports ball where he spoke nonstop as he stated the obvious and no one really cared. The land of Neurotypicales was renamed Autistica. The autistics were proud of their new land, proud of their knowledge and proud of their heritage. They were gracious and invited new autistics to live among them. They continued to seek out new things to learn and work smarter, not harder. They used this newfound energy to educate others and brighten the world with works of art and to spread Autistic awareness to the world around them. The Autistic people welcome new members to the Autistic world and welcome those descendants of the subjects of neurotypicals who want to join them in the Autistic life. In case you're wondering, the person who designed ABA system was bitten by a goat, then fell into a well after eating a large amount of monkey poop. For once again, this person understood so very little of the world. I spent many, many, many years traveling the world with autistics, seeking out more Autistics, we would periodically return to Autistica with new autistic people that were liberated from other kingdoms, much like those of the former empire of Typicles. This was Autismix's lifelong mission, and I was very proud to participate. One day Autismix became too tired to travel, yet there was still much work to do and many more autistics to discover. Just as my dragon clan and I had sworn an oath of loyalty to Autismix many, many, many years before, we once again swore an oath to travel the world in Autismix's place to find the children of Autistica and to bring them all home. This is the legacy of Autismix. This is our noble purpose. This is the way of the dragons of Autistica.
1: And I like always cry, it's so good. (laughs) Oh my God, I hope you guys like that as much as I did. I'm gonna talk to Matt about it, but to thundercore where do they go what do they do what happens next tell me more
0: (laughs) Uh, so that that is where uh, we we launch off because that's uh, the the next bunch of stories is about the dragons of autistica searching the world for autistic kids and to bring everyone back home and uh, each book is going to be focusing on thundercore and the other dragons thundercore uh that that took place many 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 years ago, and the other stories will take place up until present day. Thundercore now uh, lives in a library. Obviously, and he is <laughs> now, yeah, and uh, is now, uh, and that's this is a thing because neurotypicals have a very difficult time seeing the dragons for who and what they are so uh thundercore lives pretty innocuously as a librarian but uh, the autistic kids who come into the library see thundercore as he truly is and uh the 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 other dragons will go off in search of other autistic kids and each book is going to have a a dragon Meeting an autistic kid and talking about aspects of the autistic life, like uh, there's going to be Fireax, the dragon uh, who talks about their great battle with uh, the turkey beasts <laughs> at Thanksgiving, but uh, the autistic kid that uh, they encounter uh, only eats chicken nuggets because of uh, yeah. you know our restricted palate. <laughs> there's going to be uh, uh, Spookins, the dragon who meets a non-binary autistic kid at Halloween uh, who uh, wears a mask and talks about how halloween is a very freeing time to be your true Ooh. self and we we are going to have lighten the dragon of christmas and we are going to have all these other dragons show up at big important events in autistic lives talking about what it means to be autistic and talking about why the way that these kids uh, do things is the way of our people and it's going to be a celebration of autistic culture. It's going to be a celebration of dragons, and we are going to uh, introduce these kids to the way of Autistica because uh, we we need people and the readers to know that this is this is how we do things. And w- hopefully, we will, uh, as the dragons, enlighten these kids as to the ways of our people. We will enlighten the readers, and the readers will be proud to be one I of us. I love that, and. Uh, and again, I I think that it was Autismix's mission to unite all the people, autistics uh, and allistics alike, because I think that living in a world that is not noisy or itchy or you know all talking me about of stuff could meaningless be good for aspects everyone.
1: of sports ball. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I think that everyone could uh, have a break. Yeah. So I hope. I hope that people really like it and uh, I hope that we get it out there and uh, I hope that uh, we, we are able to enlighten some people and make a positive impact.
1: We love sharing stories of autistic culture. And if you are seeing yourself in any of these stories and you're wondering if maybe you're one of us or maybe you're already diagnosed or self-diagnosed and you wanna know if Matt can help you live your life better and be more authentically autistic check out his website at MattLowryLPP.com. That's Matt, M-A-T-T, Lowry, L-O-W-R-Y. And then that LPP, it stands for Licensed Psychological Practitioner. So head on over to MattLowryLPP.com and learn more about working with my buddy, Matt. I love it. First of all, I just want to say, we want to see your comments in the chat as we're talking to different publishing companies about this book. Um, having your comments will definitely help. For me, when uh, there's so many things I love about this story, and we have to reflect on the ABA structure of the rules uh, of of uh, Emperor Neurotypicalis Neuro- there. But um, uh, when... Thunder, uh, when Autismic gets old and Thundercore and the other dragons take over the mission. I had this flash of being read The Giving Tree as a kid. And, you know, like in The Giving Tree, the guy like gives and gives and gives to the kid. And then the kid just extracts like a colonist. And then eventually like the guy dies. It's the most depressing story. And I'm not even sure what the message of The Giving Tree is, but I loved that story as a kid. And I think in some ways it taught me the exact opposite lesson. Like your value is what you can provide. So he provided the apples and then the tree got cut down and the tree. So it the, the tree was his friend and the tree became a boat. He like ate the apples. He carved his girlfriend's name in the tree. He took a boat and sailed away. And then it was just like a stump was all that's left over. And I think in many ways, that's the story that I lived out, I watched so many people live out, like you're just gonna give and give and give your whole life, and then you'll just be a stump and you'll die, and you'll return to the earth and with ahtismic's uh, uh legacy, really it is it continues it's he gives and he makes sacrifices to get the rules to change, but then that continues to. Um, that message continues to grow and bloom. And it's, it's such a life-giving story.
0: I, I like the idea that uh, if we make positive changes in the world, it will change people's lives for the better, who will continue to change, who will continue to change. And this just ripple effect, this ripple effect will change everything about us. And in a few generations, things could be much, much better so yeah there's so much
1: hope there so much hope there all right one of my favorite things is when the emperor issues the rules and the rules tend uh, and the rules are uh, a little bit repetitive can you share your inspiration for the rules and the naming of the rules which I believe are brilliant
0: uh always behave always or (laughs) yeah because that's the thing it's It goes based into this whole, you know, aspect of uh, this, this performative aspect where we we are told that we don't need to express ourselves as we truly are. We need to uh, make people comfortable and we need to follow the rules at all times. In order to make people feel comfortable, and that's at not all conducive. times and
1: at all costs.
0: Yes, yes, no matter what, and that leads to the thick masking, that leads to the restricted conversation, that leads to people not ever being fulfilled for who they are, in order to make life palatable for people who have very simplistic outlooks on things. Because people, there are some people in the world who judges like the Giving Tree for what we can provide to them for the work that we do, but not for who we are. And Mm. that is a very capitalist colonialist thing that, you know, we, that, that, Again, you know, the giving tree is uh, inadvertently very capitalist and very colonialist in that regard, in that the, your value is only what you bring to the table for other people. And this is a big reason why people are diagnosed as they are, because part of the whole DSM diagnosis is how much of a burden are you to other people? That's the whole level D uh, criterion for the DSM diagnosis. And that's why ABA works as it does, so that you are not burdensome to other people instead of being the fantastic, magnificent weirdo that you could potentially be. <laughs> and the world yeah. needs people. And this is the reason why uh, neurotypicals are conditioned to not see dragons because dragons are fantastic and weird and unexplainable. And that's why when neurotypicals comes upon Thundercore, he, for some inexplicable reason, thinks that Thundercore is a dolphin because that's... it. The, the concept of a dragon with magnificent opalescent horns and a long neck and scales and this mighty beast uh, just is not uh, in Neera wheelhouse and just does not know how to perceive that. So I, yeah. I think that if you're open to have if you're open to living in a fantastic world, you're going to be more apt to see magnificent and wonderful things around you. And when, you, when that is the world that you live in, you see a lot more opportunities. You see a lot more possibilities. You see a lot more amazing things. Like, again, every autistic kid will go out in nature and find some fantastic rocks and find some fantastic sticks and say, look at the great rocks and look at the great sticks that I found. And uh, some people will say, oh my, what a magnificent rock that is. And it's all of a sudden a treasure. Mm. and then some people will say that's dirty throw it back on the ground where it came from. Right. And uh, <laughs> that that is a a very crushing thing because uh we are we are products of the world that we make for ourselves and if we live in a fantastic world then we see fantastic things and if we live in a world that is dull and performative and we we don't live for who we truly are then uh it's it's very very depressing we need that magnificence to thrive
1: Mm, yeah and that's also part of um autistic joy and the flip side of our intense sensory experience is that we can we can see more details and experience more senses which sometimes can be a delight
0: When autistic people find a special interest, they go deep and have a lot of knowledge, even if they don't have that formal education background to go with it. If you want to capture your spin in a book, check out Angela's work at DifferencePress.com. DifferencePress.com. And find out more about becoming an author and establishing your credibility with a book.
1: I want to talk a little bit, Matt, about your inspiration in writing this. Where do you get the idea? Why'd you write it?
0: Oh, man. Oh, uh, So uh, I actually wrote it over a year ago. And the original version was just uh, a post on Facebook, because I I, I had been talking with uh, some other autistic therapists. Uh, I've, I've got a lot of friends who are autistic, uh, a lot of friends who put on the masks and go through day to day stuff. And I, I was talking about how, you know, we are often judged by the holistic people for these very reasons. And we, the, there's so much pathology about autism as being a, quote, medical diagnosis instead of as a culture, as a way of our people. And I, I do see us as a people. That's why we have the Autistic Culture Podcast. And I, I was thinking about, you know, like we talked about in a previous episode, all the things that make us a culture, all the things that make us unique, all the things that make us a people rather than a medical diagnosis. And this is one of the things that uh, we needed because every people has a legend. Every people has a myth. I love studying world myths because every group of people has a legend about how they came to be. Uh, Is the world on the back of a turtle? Did uh, a a magic person form things? Uh, every, Every group has this mythical leader every group has this ideal and uh i figured it was time for us to have that as well so uh i, I wrote the first draft and uh i posted it then uh as time went on my son uh my my son uh loves dragons and as we were going through christmas in the park one year we come upon this light display that uh, in the middle of santa and jesus and uh, snowmen and elves there's a dragon and uh my son decided that that's the christmas dragon because it's a dragon at christmas time obviously the christmas dragon and uh that's uh the christmas dragon then became more important than santa because Why would you not want a Christmas dragon to bring you presents at Christmas? Why would you not want that? So uh, we had the Christmas dragon and the Christmas dragon brought a bunch of presents and he was happy. And then Easter came along and I was talking about the Easter bunny bringing books and toys, uh, books and Legos, because there was a big sale in Legos and I got a whole bunch of cheap Legos for him. And uh, my, my son said, Easter dragon brings books and Legos. And I was like, you're right, son. I I totally misspoke. The Easter dragon does bring books and Legos. And uh, from there, we have the birthday dragon and the Halloween dragon and the uh, the Thanksgiving dragon. Uh, uh, We have the fireworks dragon. We have dragons for everything now because this is the way.
1: This is the way. And
0: after all that, and uh with uh, i started writing about the christmas dragon and all these other uh holidays and then that's when uh, you said you know maybe we should combine these ideas and uh have uh the dragons of autistica and that's when uh, i came up with thundercore and as you know we we made dragons part of the autistic world from the beginning because the dragons have always been a part of Autistica. I want to tell the story about the trial of the dragons and how uh, autismics passed all of these trials of the dragons, which just happen to be our natural traits, like honesty and compassion. All of these things that dragons value are the way of our people. And the the reason that the dragons understand autistics and respect us and want to be a part of our world and want to join in Autismix's mission is because they respect the way that we do things. We are not loud and we are not obnoxious. And well, generally speaking, again, yeah. we're not a monolith, but, but, uh, generally speaking, we, we just want to be decent people. And I think that, uh, in the end, that's what all good people just want. And hopefully we can talk about, uh, how to be these uh, in the world, how to be more kind and more compassionate and more honest and all defending the uh, the, the people who cannot defend themselves. Mm. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to tell all these stories and have all these dragons and uh, all these kids will have uh, an autistic role model and autistic dragons that uh, help them see themselves. And uh, I, I think that, I think that it's great for everyone to have representation.
1: And I do think that's why I had to turn my camera off. I wanted you to be to the star, but I also wanted you to know how loudly I was laughing and crying through the whole thing. My face would have been a major distraction. Um, But I think that's for me, why this story is so powerful is having this kind of representation, like even though I'm not a kid, um, hearing this story for me is so healing to see that representation and be like, yes, that is exactly my point. Um, Feeling like part of something, feeling like a community. And also there's a sense of home. When you talk about autistica, there's a lot of uh, cultures that live in a diaspora, where people in their culture, like Italian-American culture, people are spread out, people left Italy, Uh, Jewish culture. There are many diasporic cultures, and that is how autistic culture is. But the idea that we have a home is such an incredibly empowering feeling that there is a source where we're all connected um, so I'm excited to explore that. I want to hear in the comments from you guys, who would you give The Legend of Autistica or, or any other of the Autistic Dragon books to? Who are you excited to share this with? We want to hear from you. Matt, I am so grateful to you for sharing this story, for reading today, for having our first story hour at episode 25. We've explored a lot lot. lot of the themes in the book in our first 24 episodes. But now, finally, we are featuring the story that inspired it all. So thank you so much.
0: I appreciate it. Uh, And and on that note, uh, hey, Angela, what was your favorite part about being autistic this week?
1: Listen, I got to tell you that hearing that story might have overtaken my other autistic gems. So I, I did have a really good week, but knowing that we're helping get this story out there and getting the message that autistic culture is completely different than the pathologized ableist, capitalist story of that it, that is more prominent in the literature. After spending much of the week listening to Temple Grandin, uh, as I was preparing for our Temple Grandin episode, which hopefully you've heard, if not, go back and listen to episode 24, I definitely needed the legend of Autistica to be a bomb for my soul. Because as much as we're in this world and we hear positive messages about autistic culture, Most of the stuff that's out there is not as strengths based and affirming. Most of the stuff that's out there is actually really terrifying and violent. And this is something we need to heal. And so, yes. So, I will give you that credit this week. Thank you very much for writing the story and for sharing it today.
0: I appreciate it. Uh, It's been fun. I will see you next week. Thanks,
1: everyone. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Autistic Culture Podcast.
0: If you like this show, you can help other people find it by taking a few minutes to rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.
1: You can find out more about writing your book with me at differencepress.com. That's difference, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-C-E, press, P-R-E-S-S.com
0: or getting a psychological evaluation or consult with me at www.mattlowrylpp.com. That's M-A-T-T, Matt, Lowry, L-O-W-R-Y, L-P-P, as in licensed psychological practitioner.com.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember,
0: no one ever changed the world by being like everyone else.